What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Comedic Energy, and this is Dirty Mouth Radio. Dirty Mouth Radio, produced by Livewire Sound and Entertainment. We are back. We are back. It's the girl, Golden. It's your boy, Cray, what it do? Yep, 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 yep. Shout out, couldn't be with us tonight, but it's all good. It's all good. We still love her anyway. What's popping, man? It's been a minute. What y'all been up to? I've been sick. I've been fighting COVID. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are you serious? Damn. This shit's still out here. You got hit with the bug, man. God damn. I was a victim, too. It is what it is. It is what it is. Man. Damn. I'm thinking, like, maybe I was a victim when that shit first started rolling out. Because it was a point of time I felt like I was going to die and I had the flu. Mm. So I'm thinking like Maybe that shit was COVID now Probably was yeah. Shit That um, shit ain't no joke They said it was a lot of people That may have had it And didn't know what it was And just thought it was A common flu Damn Yeah Yeah That shit crazy And they people talking about Like even back Like two years ago What? Yeah Like it, it, they, they think it's been around That long And you know Of course They ain't want to say nothing You know To, to keep from People panicking and shit, so people just thought it was a regular flu. Dang. Yeah, so that shit is wild as fuck, dog. It hit me pretty bad, man. But you know, you get through that joint, though, and we already know. <laughs> Yo, so did y'all look at the post that we posted up earlier in the week about the whole Biden shit? When um, Doctor um, Umar. Yeah, so. Pretty much, uh, I seen it. Um, it was earlier in the week. He was on, you know, uh, the Breakfast Club, and he was he talked about something that really made me think. Like, what are y'all viewpoints on Biden now compared to what y'all were thinking about before when he was running against Trump? Has y'all has your opinions changed on him? Like, how do y'all feel about him now? Um, well, I kind of agree with Dr. Umar. Like, he really haven't done anything for black people while he got on the Breakfast Club and was like, you ain't voting for me, you ain't black, and all this craziness. I just, I mean, we've had all of these police shootings, and I ain't really seen him say shit about it. Yeah, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. What you think? Because he's a rich bitch. <laughs> but they said, but, but he addressed that daggone um, Asian hate. Straight off the bat Yeah Yeah He, he definitely Asians did They just got money and shit But he also yeah. like He he passed an executive order for them Right And that was and the part people. Yeah Like he did the trans As soon as he got in office Like right. I agree with what Umar was saying You know No shade against Neither one of those Communities But What you gonna do about us when you told us straight up, if we don't vote for you, we ain't black. So where are you that gonna shit. where are you gonna bring up your end of the bargain? That shit was a bullshit, son. You already know that shit was like a, a fucking publicity tactic, like just to get motherfuckers moving to 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 want to vote for him and shit. He tried to pull Bill Clinton and shit. He played the motherfucking saxophone a little bit, and niggas <laughs> start getting all sexy and trying to vote. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is like this, man. Ain't nobody going can't nobody fucking help us. Like we gotta help ourselves. The only way that we gonna help our power, I mean, help ourselves, 
is by gaining position. And how do you gain position? By having some type of power. What is what is power in America? Everybody sees power as money. You know what I'm saying? Until like the African American community come up with like their own power power structure and have enough because first of all it's just not a like it's like it's like Diddy said it's not enough niggas owning enough shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't owning enough shit like we need to own shit. That's the only way that we can have position to sit at the fucking table dictate to these niggas what we fucking want. Like so them niggas don't nobody cares nobody cares about poor people. But see, to people talk about ownership, but what is it that we have to own to actually have the power? Because, I mean, look look at the other side of that. There's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot, and it keeps growing about black entrepreneurship. That's ownership, but what is it that we need to be that's, owning? But see, that's we need to control shit that the whole world needs. It's not just about like owning your own clothing line and shoes. We need to own fucking trains and planes and fucking buildings and shit that people use on a daily commerce every day. Like stock, have stock uh, in the stock markets. You know that people act necessities like cleaning products and niggas only worried about like one specific like food, clothes, shoes, fashion. Rap and music, like we don't even own no music on. Right, and, yeah, and that's, that's another thing that I feel like we. I feel like we just give away our talent, which is the culture, which is what they love. We just give that shit away. They fucking control us and just give us scraps, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah, I've been listening. Okay. No, go ahead. Yeah. I've been listening to this book by Robert K- Kiyosaki and shit, and the rich he talks about. Out? Rich Dad Poor Dad? Yeah, rich, the guy from Rich Dad Poor Dad. So, but he talks a lot about like investment and how rich people see money as an illusion. You know what I'm saying? And how rich people don't work for money. They make money. You know what I'm saying? Poor people work for money. You know what I'm saying? And if you work for money, you're going to be working your whole fucking life and money going to be working your ass. <laughs> and so like... His position is like when you can get out of that connotational idea that you need money because money is not a fucking th- it's not it's not real it's fictional it's niggas are just giving you monopoly dollars and saying this as you know what I'm saying what we need to be working for is knowledge the knowledge about how to make money so that we can produce our own money so that we can gain wealth and then have that visual presence like oh y'all motherfuckers doing you know what I'm saying which we try to do this shit in the past but another problem with the black community is we don't have a home we don't got no base that we can run back to you know what I'm saying we can't go back to a country like oh yeah America's treating us wrong we we need y'all to fucking go to the UN and bring this shit up you know what I'm saying like Japanese motherfuckers can do that shit. That's why he gonna pass the law because he know if he don't, then that fuck with the commerce and the trade with these other countries and shit, and they ain't trying to fucking hear that or do that shit, you know? So of course he gonna pass that shit. Mm, that's interesting. Same thing with homosexuals. 
like homosexuality in a culture is a fucking it's bigger than a culture it's bigger than a race that shit includes everybody mm-hmm. you know you taking on a homosexual you basically taking on the whole entire world yeah so you gotta pass homosexual that's a fact I mean I just don't I don't know it's 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 another one of those things where we get pushed to the back burner yet again. Right. It happened with Trump, and now it's happening with Biden. And I know my stance on it. I like I said in the previous episodes, I agree with what that man Bob Johnson was saying. I would have gone for the devil that I know. I knew where to keep. I mean, we knew where to keep Trump. Who, who knows how it would have been? It may have been even worse. We don't know. But at least we were sticking with somebody we know now instead of somebody we just figuring out. You see what I'm saying? Y'all want me to tell y'all how we take, how we fucking take control and shit? Yeah. It's some real radical shit. But this is the only fucking way. Motherfuckers just need to gather together, take over one corner of the United States. Take the whole fucking state. I mean, the entire state. Everybody move there, buy up real estate, buy up the businesses, buy up the property, invest in the uh, metro system, invest in all the auto businesses, invest in airports. Take all all that shit in that one state. And then motherfucking rule that shit. Deem, make a make a fucking voter for a mayor that's black and just take that whole shit over. Fuck a block, fuck a street, fuck a neighborhood. Take the whole state. You can't do the state unless you pay this kind. You do this and you do that, and then you just start spreading the fuck out. Take over the police system, all of that shit. I mean, I feel you, but I mean, I thought about something else. You know, you were talking about stocks. Why don't we have our own black crypto? Like, it's it's crypto from all over. Chinese people got their own little crypto system. Why don't we just create our own? Because we need remember, but but think about think about what you said in previous episodes. You said we need to have our own currency, right? Wouldn't that be our own currency? Like, people need to understand, like. People talk about how much Dogecoin is like a joke, right? But people use Dogecoin. People use it to tip people on YouTube. Like, yeah, you got a good channel. I'm gonna throw you a Dogecoin. That's still currency. But who? So who's going to use the African American coin? Why don't we circulate that amongst our own businesses? I mean, that's cool. But we still gotta buy shit outside of our community. And outside of our businesses and But shit. see it's, That's something that takes time though Once they see that Currency being generated Over time It'll make a difference That's like That's like bringing back Your own Black Wall Street again You see what I'm yeah. saying That's taking it one step further From Black Wall Street Now we ain't even relying on a dollar To keep the business Like it, it I don't know. So that's. I think that's a, a real radical plan that'll make a big difference. But it takes time to do so. So the hardest thing to get everybody on board. The, the second hardest thing would be sticking with the plan long term. I think the hardest thing would be protecting whatever it, the idea. That's a whole other so issue. Too. Yeah, that's that's true. Because I give you even that. if you could get everybody on board, 
you already know they hate it's it's hate. It's just not it's not even like it's not even a reason. These motherfuckers don't even have a reason to not like us. It's just self hate that they project on people they don't understand. So when they see us gradually doing some shit for ourselves, that is just like a it's, it's a target. Like, are we just going to go kick their fucking blocks over because they docile? Because we can do. Mm. And the whole world going to have our back because we got money and we got power and nobody can stop us. I don't know, man. Like, you know, while you were saying that, I was thinking about Ghana. Like Ghana, you remember how they were talking about the whole going back to Africa? How they trying to bring us back? Mm-hmm. If we were to create that crypto and we actually circulate that coin with them as well, now we talking about an international uh, communication, a conversation. That is the same thing that messed up Black Wall Street. But now we're backing it on a currency that's not even backed by the banks. It's decentralized. There's no regulation. How can you stop that? That's when you start going into the mental aspect. Everybody get on that same page and do that. You can't stop it. No matter how many people you try to take out, the, but you, the idea is still going to be there. You see what I'm saying? But you still operate in a country that's not yours. I mean, you still gotta you still gotta follow the guidelines of international trade. Um, you know what I'm saying? But you got to go through American laws before you even can get to any other country. So? That's a stop right there. Not necessarily, though. You playing, you you playing the right game. At the border. Not, not really. People do international trading all day, man. Like, that doesn't stop us. We If we still operate within the laws, it's just the fact of we are actually working with them. That's the power the- right there. Even though we have to work around their laws. That's what makes you even more dangerous because you found a loophole in their laws to operate and to make yourself more powerful. And that's exactly the reason why they would stop that shit. Once you become dangerous, we've seen this shit time and time again. So that's true. We always trying to operate within the rules and the guidelines of the American system. You've seen that in the movie The Banker. Them mm-hmm. niggas did everything right. Everything. And yet and still, they found a way Get these niggas fucked up And get these niggas some time These motherfuckers had to move out of the country Just so that they can move back I mean but but also Like I'm saying This is not just one, two or three people This will be a movement You see what I'm saying It'll be a multitude of people And the, the thing about it is It'll be watched And they wouldn't take it seriously Until they start seeing more and more and more that's when the protection will have to come into play. It's just a, you know, I'm just throwing a, an idea out it, there. Like it sounds nice. Yeah, we never know how that would happen if it would ever happen. You know, that's just all I can say. It just it sounds nice, but I just don't see nobody just letting us uh, leaving us alone until we just until we decide to be like, yo, fuck with us or die. Honestly, I I take it a step further. I don't know if we would all want to be on board. 
that's I think that's where it really begins. They're not even going to deem us as a threat if it were to happen because we can't even get on the same mindset to do it ourselves. I feel like us, we 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 are so gung ho with trying to be independent from everybody else that it comes to our detriment. It's like why we always had this notion that we have to be unique from anybody else. And when we say that anybody else, it mainly be us. We got to be better than the another person that looks like us. Why? Why can't we get on that same page? You see what I'm saying? That's where where the fault lies. You don't look at these other cultures and they don't do that. You see what I'm saying? I mean, they do it. I mean, they do that shit. Not, they don't. They don't do that. When it comes to certain things, they don't. They don't. When it comes to business, they don't. Fashion is fashion. Business is business. I mean, I son, because them motherfuckers they they killed each other. They killed each other just as much as we do that shit. Like when the fucking Italians and shit was first coming over here trying to do business, they was bombing each other's fucking cars and shooting each other in the fucking club and all that shit. That's where the fuck we got this shit from. You know what I'm saying? They was blowing niggas' houses up, and then when you know <clears throat> all them other cultures and all that shit, they be doing that fuck shit too, man. I mean, but so, I feel like that was that was competition, but I feel like we need to actually collaborate and stop competing with one another. Stop competing. Stop competing with one another and collaborate more. Collaboration over competition is like one of the most key things that we lack because we always want to compete. Why not collab? If you're working on something and I'm working on something and I kind of need what you got, why can't we just collab? But instead, we always like, okay, I'm gonna find this shit, and I'm gonna try to do better than him. Bump that. Why not just link with him? We don't do that enough, and that's always who I down for. This white man offered me more braids, huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what the fuck it is. Being funny, but that shit true. Yeah, that is that is I true. Wanna, I want to rock with y'all, man, but I got. I gotta eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm y'all here too. I'm tired of being broke. That's all we all. I don't know, man. I just thought that that whole Biden shit dealing with Umar. Umar talked. He talked about a lot of shit. He did. Yeah, but that one right there, that that really like it sank in on me because I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that till he said it. I was like, what but, but honestly, I really haven't even paying attention to Biden anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's like when Trump was on office every day, some new shit, some new shit, some new shit. You 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 won't even gotta pay attention to the news to know that Trump is up to something or something's going on with Trump. Biden, I hear nothing about this motherfucker on a daily basis. You might see him. I just don't I don't hear a lot of talk about him. You know what I'm saying? So I I mean, and in a way, I, I think, I, in a way, I think it's a nice break from somebody just tweeting dumb shit all the fucking time, too. Though <laughs> that's some true shit. <laughs> yeah, but it America never. It, it just I just be having to stop paying attention to that shit and worry about self and what the fuck I'm gonna do for mine because I can't. <laughs> We trying to change the world. We trying to help motherfuckers that don't want to want, want to be helped. Like people always go for 
what they want rather than what they need. We need change, but we don't want change because we keep doing the same shit. You know, they have a George Floyd case and then the next day somebody else gets shot in their fucking brain, you know? And then we going right back and saying, Black Lives Matter. It's like Black Lives Matter, shoot back. At this point, at this point, it's like, are we going to keep putting our hands up and getting shot the fuck up, or this nigga's just going to shoot back and get shot the fuck up? Like, yeah, it's like Tupac said, it's going to be bloodshed. It's going to be blood in the streets. Dog. I, I still say, like, I, I still feel like it's a pressure cooker, man. And it's getting ready to pop. It's because I don't want to see anybody die. Yeah. But, but I don't want to see innocent people. Anytime I see innocent people get murdered, whether it's in a movie, cartoon, that shit makes you feel hurt. Like, these people are naked. You got full suit of armor, and you still killing it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. it should be reversed. We should have an arm. And y'all motherfuckers should just have guns. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you think twice about shooting a motherfucker because when you shoot a nigga in the chest, he got a vest still coming at you. Or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's still die. Who knows? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's sad because every time I see a black kid or black man might die and on the ground um, in America, I think about terrorists. Right. I think about how those people are out there with their daughters and shit, their faces, their daughters' face falling from bombs and shit. And they watching their children die on the daily basis. Or get, they watching their husbands get executed. That's what shit reminds me of. That's a they, trauma. It's a trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they're, they're soldiers and they're terrorists or whatever they call. Literally to their town, go crazy. Pull them out of the streets and execute them in front of everybody. They do, you know, mm-hmm. all That's the dumb stuff. And, and every time I see somebody pulled over, I'm like, shit, I hope don't nobody die. And you that's, know that's the trauma that's associated with it. That's the yes. problem, yo. That is the biggest problem. That That's going to be the next big issue. Like we said in the last episode, becoming numb to the pain. It's becoming a PTSD to, to see that shit. Let alone for somebody to go through it and their family having to grieve. Now we right. are watching this shit on TV. This shit yeah. is PTSD. This is this is gonna be this is trauma, yeah. This is what that shit is. It's ingrained in our heads. We've seen so many videos now of a person dying. So many. Like and it keeps on fucking happening, man. It's, it keeps on circulating. Yeah. Hey, they got the shit on YouTube, no senses. Yeah. It's it's a mental health issue now, and it's it's crazy now because the same thing that's hurting us is is helping other people, It's helping motherfucking get money. Like it's helping the ratings go up for these news channels yeah. and YouTube and shit. And then all these people who talking about like Black Lives Matter and want to help change it helps them, and then it helps um, party members who are trying to get votes and shit. They can use that as leverage to get black votes and shit. Mm-hmm. While we still in the street screaming out murder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like these communities just need to fucking just be like, look, 
it's a rap is bullshit. Everybody on this motherfucking street going strapped up. If a cop come through this motherfucker, we gonna let them know these the fucking rules of our neighborhood. If we see some fool ass shit, it's a wrap. Mm. You can bring the whole police force. Them motherfuckers can get it too. That's and, and it, it, it sucks. But until a motherfucker stand they ground like the law saying and shit, like the police need to be police. Like them motherfuckers need to be. Follow like okay, uh, officer. I, I don't know what's going on with your tags. She's just not in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, them motherfuckers need to feel the same goddamn fear and terror that we. So what you so what you saying is is uh what he what he held that uh that conference. So you heard about that that bill he passed. Or, or I don't know if he passed it by now or if he's still trying to get it to pass. But the whole George Floyd bill, in that bill was like six different things. It was six sections. It dealt with um, ending qualified immunity for these cops so they take accountability for their actions. You had banning no-knock warrants, banning chokeholds, which chokeholds are not even a part of anybody's training. You know? You got... Um, the ability for them to have um, like a main database now so they can't sit up here and do some bullshit at one jurisdiction and try to skate over to another jurisdiction to become a cop again. Mm-hmm. So right. like that that right there, I guess he's trying to he's trying to pass now and address. I And I'm, I'm for that. Of course, anybody would be for that. That's that's probably one of the best things I've seen him do. But why my thing is, why do we have to wait this long for that to be done? Why that's because have to take- we gotta wait for Congress to all get on the same page with the shit, and you know. But but what I'm saying, this shit for us. But Just the, like we were saying earlier, the problem though is people were getting killed under Trump too. I mean, Congress, yeah, Congress has to pass it, but it wasn't even brought up until now. This wasn't because, created until now. But this is what I'm saying because they don't care about poor people. Killing one of us does nothing to the working economy. If you kill one black person, there's still 10, 12, 13, 14, 20 motherfuckers who willing to work and make some motherfucking money for this country that's gonna fucking rise up. If if you if you black, you just part of a small percentage of the of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like we're like a corner of ants. Locked into a cage Full of Security And this is another thing that uh, uh, Robert Kiriaki uh, said And shit The poor Always want to feel secure They want security But they scream for freedom Hold up, hold up Before you do that Say that one more time Because you're breaking up And it sounds like a key sentence The poor Always Work for security. They always want to find security in anything they do. Security in your job, security in your wife, security in your household, anything. They always work for security, but they scream for freedom. Rich people live free and make security. Make but security. the thing about the thing about security and working for security and the screaming for freedom is. 
secure people will never be free. All the people, the most, the most secure people in the world are all in prison. That's why they call it maximum security. Mm. That's what Rob Kiyaki uh, was saying. Mm-hmm. We always try to find some type of security, like to be free. You got to break away from the mindset of having to work for someone else to protect you or for something else to protect you. Protect yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He said that shit. His books, I was like, damn. The most secure people in the world are in. They got nothing but security. Wow. That's pretty deep, man. I gotta, uh, I might have to pick that book back up. I read some and then I stopped. I read it like a few. <coughs> oh, man. I think I was in, this I might have been actually, elementary school, man, and I never read it all the way through. My grandmother had me read that thing. This is actually not even in the rich and poor dad book. This is actually in the, uh, what to do after you quit your job. That's by Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah. Oh, so he, he got another one. Book. Really? That motherfucker goes in. Because he came from He came from poor. poor bro. Mm-hmm. The man grew up poor. He had a poor dad. He had a rich dad. His rich dad taught him how to make money. Poor dad was talking about how to work for money. And he tried to make both sides of the box until he understood that his rich dad was teaching him valuable less than his poor dad. But his poor dad had degrees, had all that shit. He was a professor. He was always poor. His rich dad dropped out of school at eight in eighth grade. One of the richest motherfuckers that was in, in Hawaii. Damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so on the aspect, because you talked a lot about investing, right? And uh, mm-hmm. even though we ain't got our boy Papa Lou here, what what kind of investing have have y'all been doing ever since we had that last financial episode? Because it's been a minute, so and a lot has happened in the stock market since our last financial episode. The moments with Papa Lou, what what have y'all been doing since then? Well, for me, I I I just. Put a little bit in to see what would happen. And <clears throat> what also I've been learning is about the penny stocks. I haven't been able to um, invest in any yet because it's certain um, companies that you have to go through to to do that. So, like, at first I was with Robinhood, but once they messed us over with the GameStop, I switched over to Fidelity. And um, you, it's certain, it's certain um companies that will let you do the penny stocks, and I have to figure out that, and then I go from there. Mm, okay, what what stocks in particular? Um, I'm really interested in like the solar stocks because I was told that that's basically the the kind of stuff that Biden will push for. Yeah. So. That's as a smart. solar energy. Mm. That's smart. What about you, Chris? Me, man, I've been investing in... First, I've been investing in learning about money. Mm. Period. Learning about money. Learning <clears throat> how to make money. 
learning about assets versus liabilities, true assets, and uh, learning how the rich pick their stocks and what kind of methodologies and what kind of formulas they pick and choose from, like people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and all these other motherfuckers who got all this bread and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so my stock portfolio been going pretty much towards like shit that you know that you probably know is going to rise but then other shit like uh like uh cryptocurrency is definitely a big one um but medicare uh of course marijuana because if he if that shit does get legalized Right, <clears throat> which a lot of marijuana stock is kind of low right now, so it's really good. That shit get legalized across America. It's 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 rocking. It's on and popping. We right here at the fucking border down here at Texas and shit. It's it's gonna go crazy. True. Um, but basically, I've been learning that you don't you know not to invest in anything you don't know shit about. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't know nothing about that shit. Don't even fucking Because it's, it's so much stock out here So many opportunities That you ain't got to just jump all in That's one thing that 50 Cent talk about in his book Like I never jump in Right away on a deal You know what I'm saying I always take my time and, and make the decision If it's if it's a good If it's a good situation Then I go back, I deliberate Do whatever I got to do And I, you know, I might put in for the shit But I never just jump in right away 50 Cent is a pretty successful nigga as far yeah, as money is concerned. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z said the same thing. He said, mm-hmm. if it don't, it's like, if it might go, it might not go. But I don't always just, I don't jump in just because everybody's saying, like, it's going to go. I go my I, I go my own way, you know? So And Jay-Z's pretty successful with money. So investing. Did you, did you invest in those like everybody else did? I invested in those. Hell yeah. <laughs> you jumped all in? I ain't jump all the way in, mm-hmm. but I jumped in. I feel. I mean, I feel. That was just my way at the time. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, when it no. comes to uh, when it comes to stocks. So with my portfolio, um, mine is I got my stuff in a little bit of everything. When I say that, of course, I got a few companies, uh, marijuana companies, because of what you just said when it came to Biden. But another thing with Biden is uh, EV. So when it comes to these electric cars and all that stuff, all right. that, yeah, I have it in a few things. And uh, yeah, it's taking off. I actually invested in a company that's not even on the stock market yet. And I learned to do that from uh, Nas because Nas has made like he's he's been making hundreds of millions of dollars these last couple of years and people have not even realized. So if you know... Um, you ever heard of Pluto TV? Like, it's, yeah. it's, he owns that. Nobody really? even knew that. Yeah, he owns that. Like, he's done so many deals within, like, the past three years that has netted him well over, like, $300 million because he's been invested. I was told by um, Kai, who was on the episode, he said, look, man, what's, what's, like, the key thing that a lot of these investors do? He said, if you look at these people like Warren Buffett and all of them, you don't hear too much about a business that they run. Mm-hmm. But what is he what do they do? 
they invest. That's like the key thing to success, to invest. If I invest in 10 different companies, right? Say one fails, that's fine. I got nine other companies that I can fall back on. And the beauty part of it, I didn't lift a finger. All I did was do some money at you. My money's going to either grow or it's going to fall. But at the end of the day, I didn't have to do no work for it. So it's kind of like a, it's a gamble, but it's it's more reward than I think there will be risk. So, you know, with that being said, I just, man, I just been investing in all bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of different cryptos. Um, I invested crypto wise. I did do Doge. I'm in there. Well, the beauty with Doge was when it recently went up to that forty dollar mark. I mean, forty cent mark. I ended up pulling out some of my money because I gained such a good amount, and I was actually able to buy a Tesla stock. That was like my biggest accomplishment, and I was able to do it with my asset. You see what I'm saying? And still had more money in Doge. So I put towards the Tesla, and I still got a little more Doge. And I got uh, some other cryptos like SafeMoon. People are talking about that. They're saying that's going to be like the next Dogecoin. There's a Safe Star. There's a Safe Sun. There's a bunch of different other ones like XRP. There's a lot of different cryptos out here, and I feel like that's going to be the next big thing. I feel like after the whole GameStop and AMC situation, these rich motherfuckers, they already know that the game has now been infiltrated by the low people, the low people on the totem pole. They finally figured out how to do stocks. So we need to find something else that we have to do. And I feel like crypto is going to be it. So we need to jump on that as well. Not a lot mm-hmm. of people know about crypto because crypto is kind of complicated. Yeah. People know about those because it's on Robinhood and it's just a yeah, click people away. Don't, yeah, people don't know how crypto operates or what the fuck it is. But really, it's just like it's just like regular currency it's a it's an illusion yeah it's a it's an idea that there's actually worth in this thing yeah you know like and it's a rock not backed and or a piece of paper yeah. or a piece of fictional electricity <laughs> yeah you know so that's easy. i mean that's real man. but i always say like with me i kind of I'm not going to say I differ with what you say when it comes to picking a stock. I always say, if you don't know that stock, do the research on it. Get to know it. You know, if it's something that interests you, like even if the stock symbol interests you in some way, look that shit up. All it is is a Google search. And then I say, so I learned, shout out to the dude, Wall Street Trapper. That's where I learned my shit. I pretty much bought his course. His course was $100. And he shows you how he picks his stock and he breaks it down financially. He talks about the market cap. He talks about how a large market cap can garner more than a, a, a small market cap, even though the small cap can still go off. It's just more risk with it. He breaks down the stock from a five year period. He really shows you what you need to look at with that stock past just the research of what the company is. So I always recommend him for anything, like when it comes to the stocks. And he's talking about he's getting into crypto now and he's actually showing that in his courses. So shout out to that man, because I actually I created a whole binder. I write down all my stocks and I write down everything about them. 
and I lay out my whole like three year pro- projection plan of what I think about the stock before I sell it. I haven't been doing that since last year, man. It's been working well for me. So all I can do is pass the information on to y'all. It is what it is, man. I mean, I'm happy to see that we are doing something out here. You know, it sucks, but with with everybody getting shot and all that other stuff, man. But we gotta find a way to like to cement our power. You see what I'm saying? Like have power and actually establish ourselves through ownership, through investments, things of that nature. How y'all feel? I think we just need to beat more ass. <laughs> Y'all know I'm always say some wild shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Shit. Yeah, I they just beat our yeah. ass. Fuck them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I feel you on that. What man. you about to say, Golden? I was just saying that um, I just feel like I just need to educate myself more and really just <clears throat> dive into it with the education part. Another thing too um, Is Education Um, I think it's more beneficial To human beings When they are able To teach themselves It's good To have mentors and teachers And shit But the shit that we doing right now As a community and shit as, As our culture Striving to go to college and all of that shit. College being your greatest uh, tactical move towards success. At this point in time, like the, the game is showing us that education is really not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Because this motherfuckers who going to school don't know what the fuck they going to school for. Wasting four or five years getting out of school. Finding out that the world don't give a fuck about your college, where you went to school, how much you did in school. So then you work in this job for another five or six years, wasting time. Then you decide, I'm going to go back to school to go get more knowledge about shit than I'm probably not going to even fucking do. Then that's another two years. Now you got $100, $200, $56. Thousand dollars worth of debt that you gotta work every fucking day at a job that doesn't utilize any of the fucking abilities that you use in school. Because when you go to school, you learn about a multitude of things. You don't just learn about one fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? And you get to a point like where now, like you feel like, damn, did I waste my fucking time? You're 30 something, 40 something years old, and it's like, well, what the fuck did I do? You know? What do I have to show? Shit. So, how, okay, so all three of us over here have either been to college or have degrees. How do you feel about what, what, where you, where you stand with your education now? <laughs> I felt like what Cray said, shit, I feel like I wasted my damn time, shit. Really? And now I've been fucking that, and I'm trying to make moves, and that damn student loan shit is holding me back. I feel like with the student loan, that 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 shit does fucking suck. But I can't I can't say totally that education 
is like pointless. I can't say that because with me being at the illustrious Johnson C. Smith University, <laughs> I learned I learned a lot though. I learned a lot more than just inside the class, but I learned about myself and I was able to network with people outside of class. So I think honestly, the education in there was good, but I I valued the people that I met outside and the growth internally I did within that the confines of that institution. That's just kind of how I feel. Like if I would had to go back, I would probably do it the same way, all the way over again. Because I don't know who, who knows. <laughs> I where know I no, I mean. I know I wouldn't. Hell no, nah, I probably I would. wouldn't go to college. In that aspect, I think it just depends on the person and the location. That's what I'm because saying. I can only speak for our me. School, our school was a little more unorthodox than a lot of other schools, but everybody had the experience that we had. Yeah, that's true. And most colleges, niggas don't have that because I've talked to dozens of people who've gone to many different types of HBCUs and whatever you want to call predominantly white. Yeah. yeah. And they all they pretty much the same shit like college on its fuck but I don't utilize any of the things that you know what I'm saying like okay I would say this to people who are about to go to college or who are in college right now don't be at fucking not learning shit if you're gonna be in college learn as much as you can about a multitude of shit Mm-hmm. Don't just study one fucking subject. Don't never just study one subject. Don't specialize shit. Learn as much as you can about a variety of things. Get versatile. Because when you come into the world, you're going to need that versatility. That versatility is going to help you communicate with different people and it's going to take you a lot further than just specialize one fucking thing. Because you could specialize in one thing, but if Nobody's allowing you to get into that field because you don't have the experience. What else can you fucking do? You know, and I also agree with um with committed. You need to um network, and that wasn't really mm-hmm. it was talked about in school, but they really didn't show us how to you know do it and set up opportunity. They didn't really set up opportunities for us to network with people in the community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book that was out that I was reading um, a little while back, and it was called Strengths Finders 2.0, right? And they talked about that. I think that when it comes to education, I kind of think that we're miseducated more than anything. That's the problem. Like you said, Cray, learn everything. Be versatile. That that is true. And I feel like we we aren't taught those those core basic things that we need like taxes we don't know okay. nothing about that and i also feel like that's something that you shouldn't have to go to college to learn that should be basic education that's yeah, taught in should. high school like all that other stuff they try to teach us about trigonometry and yeah. um ap english teaching yeah. us about the british classics they could keep yeah. that but see the, the key thing the key thing about that book right they talked about when it comes to education why is it that the parent when it comes to the kid when the kid brings home the report card right and they were struggling in this one particular class 
throughout the whole year, but they was finally able to get it from that C to that A, and they congratulate that kid, right? Why is it that they don't take into account that this might be their weakness and congratulate them for actually achieving what their strengths may be? You see what I'm saying? Like we we learn all these classes even when we're in elementary school, but there's never really any conversation about what this person, this kid, or this student, you know, from elementary school all the way up, what their strengths and their weaknesses may be. And I feel like that transfers over into college because what we what we do, we pick a major, we declare a major, right? Just because we declare that major does not mean that we are strong in that particular field. I feel like there's not enough I I feel like okay freshman year I think it needs to be more of a conversation of what appeals to you what is your strengths what is your weakness I think I think personally before motherfuckers even go to college I think they need to take a fucking year or two really figure out what the fuck they can do or what they're good at because this is the trap School teaches you how to be a worker. They don't give a damn about. They don't give a damn about you as a special as a special person. They want to teach you. It's designed for you to learn how to work for other motherfuckers. When you in a class, you in a you in a office full of coworkers, classmates, your teacher. Your boss, your supervisor, his boss, or the principal, the ma- the manager, or the district manager, and shit. Then they got a board with the government. It's t is all designed. You wear a uniform. You know what I'm saying? In both places, and you walk in a straight line. You do the same uh, routine every morning. You get up at a certain time, clock in. You get off at a certain time, get on the bus, the metro, the subway, your car, and you go home. You do your homework, and you come back in the next day and do the same shit. It's, it's training children how to work for for other people for the greater good of the government or the culture or whatever the fuck they have set in their goals at the time. I agree with it's you It's when an individual in a class the class clown decides I'm going to be different from everybody I'm not focused on this shit because this shit is unimportant to me I'm going to do I'm going to make songs I'm going to make jokes those motherfuckers are usually a lot of times the ones in society that step out and do great things think about this class clown they become comedians they come become rich off comedian. The musician, the ones in the hallway banging on and making songs and shit. Musician. Football players and shit. You know, they just keep their head down. They still work fuckers, but they at least got special talent that's going to millions. You know what I'm saying? It's the ones that's different in the classroom. It's not doing the same things everybody else who usually skyrocket the success. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even the ones that's like just strictly in books and don't have no friends and shit, that they might become a doctor or a scientist or some shit like that. You know? <clears throat> but this idea of just going to school and learning about these subjects and shit, like when I, I feel like when kids are not getting good grades in school, 
It's not because they're dumb or they're not smart. It's just because they specialize in something else, and that talent is what should be what parents should focus on. That's what like, I was okay. talking about in that book. My child is getting bad grades in math and shit, but they always drawing over their math paper. Okay. Exactly. How can I get them on shit? I still want to teach them math. That shit is important. But this this is where their expertise is. That's their strength. Let me get on. That's their strength. You know? I mean, I kind of agree with you in a way. But in another way, I do not agree. Because <laughs> I feel like sometimes... The things that people are passionate about are not always the things that are going to financially have them set up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so teach them so how to make money. Teach, teach, them, teach them teach them the other side to their passion. How to profit off of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is what? What do you study? Sales. You study money. You study business. You don't study fucking algebra and trigonometry and fucking reading and writing and all that shit. <laughs> you take these motherfuckers. All right, you want to do this shit? Now, you want to do this shit, right? But you want to do this shit and be poor or you want to do this shit and make some money? I want to make some money. I don't want to be poor. All right, well, you going to since you want to fuck up and bad shit, you're going to take these business courses. You're going to sit up here, you're going to learn about sales, you're going to sit up here and learn about marketing, and you better get grades or you're going to be poor. That shit going to teach you about that. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So you know that's how you would pretty much answer the question of how would you change us being miseducated? Homeschool. So, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, what you just said right there is the format you will follow to to fix that issue that we have. That's how you would do it, right? You would focus more on the strengths of that individual person? I would find, educate myself, as a parent, I would find ways to educate myself and what it is that they can and how I can train them to be better or find people who are better at than me at it and have them train how to be better because it's going to come better for somebody other than your parent you won't never anything your parents say is wrong you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. until you hear from somebody who actually doing the shit or know what the fuck they doing then you you know what I'm saying yeah that is kind of how I mean it's some of these parents gonna they some of these parents gonna need training because some of them are not gonna have the the commitment and the they don't care. They don't have the to care of enough about. They don't care enough about the child's normal education than to try to figure out. Okay, how can I help my child succeed in school? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, I guess it's like fifty fifty. I feel like half the parents are do care about that stuff, and the other half of the parents probably don't. So you say they don't. They don't care about the creativity. Is that what you're saying? And some of them, some of the parents, they need, um, they need to be taught over again too. Some of them just graduated school because they was pushed through. They don't even mm. know how, the child got to teach them how to read and write. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, shit, it is is it's a tough game. Yeah. But somebody got to be around, willing to help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Somebody yeah, got to come that's along. That's that's. I that's guess it's the, gonna have to be programs for the parents too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's real talk. I so mean, my, the niggas listening to this podcast, anybody, you know, mm-hmm. got to step up to the plate. 
Yeah. That's because the parents, you're right, the parents don't be known. Yeah. Because a lot of times the parents are workers. They don't right. know what the fuck I do. You know, it's, right. it's funny that I, the first thing I thought about was what no knowledge was telling me. I had a conversation with him, and he was like, man, look at these dudes in, in Japan. It was like before the kid even goes to like formal education, they learn about basic things about themselves. They they really monitor their creativity and they work on, you know, different habits like chivalry and things like that before they even crack open the book. So pretty much what you what they're doing is focusing on what their strengths and weaknesses may be and also pairing them for the things that you won't learn in school to have you survive out here in life i just think that's that's like the most fascinating thing that comes to like i guess you can still call that structured education you see what i'm saying that speaks volumes because that that transfers over and over and over until they get become those adults and I feel like in some aspects, that's what they focus on, the strengths and the weaknesses versus the formal education that they have to know. And that may be why they be so successful and they know math so well and things of that nature, because they're focusing on what their strengths are. We don't do that over here. We just forced to go to, uh, to the babysitter, the daycare. They just have fun at daycare. And then we just get thrown into school and we just have to matriculate through each and every grade until we get the hell out of there. Right. There's no focusing on it's it's okay. So we already know how the brain works. You got the analytical side and you got the creative side. There's not enough attention being towards the creative side. And outside of that, there's not enough noticing what the individual needs and what their strengths and weaknesses are. People right. be picking these degrees because they may have an interest in it. That doesn't mean that you're good in it. I'm a prime example of that. I loved chemistry. Now I'm a chemistry major. That doesn't mean I was good in it. Shit, I was failing from them damn tests left and right. But I knew what my strengths and my weaknesses were, and I knew what I had to do to to elevate myself. I had to take myself into consideration when it came to that. So I feel like, you know, people need to do that before they reach the ninth hour getting ready to graduate college. And then they just lost because there's so many people that get to that senior year and then they want to change their major because now they see that this is not what they want to do. You didn't take into account that to yourself before then. I've seen that so many times, man. Something need to change. So I don't know, man. Maybe that's just be vent. I sound like y'all lost out here, man. What's up? <laughs> nah. Yeah, no, no. This has been another episode on, on Dirty Mouth Radio. <laughs> it's raining, it's dark, it's fucking shit. Yeah. It's late. Yeah. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, screw it. Hey, it is what it is. With that being said, this is your boy, Comedic Energy. It's your girl, Golden. Your boy, Cray. We out. Peace out, people. Peace out. This show was produced by Livewire Sound and Entertainment. If you're looking to rent premium sound equipment for your next concert or podcast at a low price, go to www.livewiresoundent.com.